and today it's all about bitters. I love bitters. So put away that meat yourself, cause I do know what's good for me, and I've done what I could for you, but you're not benefiting, and yet I'm sitting, singing again, sing, sing again. And welcome to Earbuds and Earworms, I'm Amy, you ain't getting the toaster back, Shepard, and this is... <laughs> uh, Mitchell Manley, the Sultan of Snark. Ah. Oh, see, I went a little more better. Yeah, that's all right. I was like very. You, it just sounded like some experience from you, is what it sounded like. Well, you sound I, like <laughs> you had to take a toaster and not give it back before. No, it might have been a mixer. Right? So, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, you know, I just didn't want it too autobiographical. Sure. So I went with toaster. <laughs> toaster, change it up a little bit. Yeah, definitely. This week, of course, is you brought in the snark. I brought in the bitter, and we also have sarcastic. I don't know how much sarcastic stuff we got this week, though. Yeah, we got. I think there's a few of them in there. Yeah, you know. I don't know. I think they're all pretty honest, really. Yeah, you know, sure. Definitely. What did you bring this week? All right, so I'm going to start us off with magnetic fields, meaningless. Meaningless, like when two fireflies fluoresce, just like everything, I guess. Bless us, yes, it was utterly meaningless. I've mentioned my love of magnetic fields many times in the past. Stefan Merritt's lyrics are always so perfect. Whether he's being loving and sentimental or bitter and sarcastic, he always nails it. Uh, the song perfectly captures that feeling of being dumped and looking back on everything that you shared as meaningless and a waste of time. You know, It's a very human reaction to turn to that bitterness and try to forget and deny anything good that you shared because it allows you to reduce the complexity of those emotions into something that you can just sweep under the rug instead of actually doing the hard work of reflecting on where things might have you know gone wrong and what you can learn about yourself and who you are and what you want in the aftershock of a failed relationship you know yeah it's easy to go to that but and uh you know that feeling i think is pretty perfectly encaptured in this song yeah. whatever it's all meaningless yeah none of it's the years and years of meaning. okay right. sorry uh except he does it much better than i do <laughs> certainly yeah um yeah it's that bitterness after investing like a ton of time and love into someone that after all it was all you know worthless or meaningless even though i don't really think that's true and like you know the pro the protagonist the narrator of the yeah. song it's like it can feel like it but i guess we all do really learn something even though i guess at some point you do say stuff's meaningless um it's the song like winds around in this repetitiveness that happens after like all the dust settles and you're sitting on a floor crying over it all and just <laughs> all of it's not substantial in the way that you felt it was going to be it's like a literal spiral of sadness right so it's like i want to hug Stefan mayor is he okay I really, I'm not sure if he is or not, <laughs> like, to be honest. It's really tough to tell. I'm really concerned about him. Poor fella. I know. This week, I brought Hannah Grace's The Bed You Made. You told me you're lonely. 
is really like bitter but um i find that like my favorite bitter songs are definitely the broken-hearted you dirty lousy cheating asshole songs sure uh hannah grace's voice is like heartbreaking but also strong in this like realization that yeah you are only upset because you got caught and stuff didn't work out the way you thought it would like you couldn't be a cheating liar fast lying bastard and then you couldn't be like you know just get away with it and stuff so the song like hits some old school country themes and beats it's like ain't it a shame and uh then it gets into this like choral vocals that kind of is like spiritual at the end and like you know still big old calling out the one who totally screwed things up yeah, that transition that you're talking about is definitely what makes this song for me as well. It starts out with the like raw country vibes and a very basic impression of the emotions involved, but gradually more instruments and more voices come in, kind of like mirror- mirroring your mind as you think about the situation more and like coming to terms with the way that you were treated and getting that deeper understanding and perspective that allows you to see the cheater as the awful person that they were and like quit blaming yourself. Uh, and then it ends in that triumphant chorus of voices that reflect that acceptance of what happened and like reclaiming of power and self-esteem and that resolve to move forward and just leave that garbage behind you yeah know? just like bye felicia this yeah i really liked it. it 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 advances into you know i thought it was just going to be sort of a country-esque song but mm-hmm. it really transforms into something else by the end i really thought that was uh, yeah right. it was like it was kind of a shock it's like hmm country no what hymnals yeah it's, I don't know. it's a cool it's, a cool it's vibe a cool transition Everybody's. I think some people have been done wrong. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think so. I think I said something in the thread about it, but like all the whole thread is probably one of my favorite sets of submissions that we've ever gotten. And I don't know what that says about me or about our group in general, but like this week was especially strong for I, everyone. I feel like we all hold a little grudge. Just a bit. Just a small grudge. Craig brings CeeLo Green's "Fuck You." Boy, 
this is an anthem. Uh, it's much better than the forget you version yeah, of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but it's at my most bitter. I have, I've been known to blast this song. Uh, when this came out, I got burned pretty bad and got my feelings all hurt. So singing fuck you as loudly and joyfully as possible really made me feel tons better. Because, yeah, and it's, you know, it's very swingy. It's just uh, CeeLo. Oh, yeah, it's perfect. Voice of an angel. So yeah, I was, I was so obsessed with the song when it came out. It's so catchy and has the perfect level of snark. It's literally three chords for most of the song, but the instrumentation is really complex, and it has a lot of layers that come and go so that everything stays exciting and novel the whole way through. Uh, and CeeLo is a master of arranging vocal harmonies, even all the old goody mob stuff. Uh, there was so much of that gospel influence in the melodies and harmonies and the choir of voices doing the background vocals. Uh, and it's a sh- it's a shame, I dare to say, that like most people in my peer group only know CeeLo for this song and for like <laughs> "Crazy" by Gnarls Barkley. Yeah. Uh, but CeeLo's had a huge career in hip hop and like soulful pop music. Uh, those Gnarls Barkley records are legitimately incredible. So I hope if y'all haven't listened to to CeeLo, you know, give him a real deep dive. You should definitely check out Goody Mob or or any of those Gnarls Barkley records all the way through. Were just really fantastic. With Gnarls Barkley, was that um, Dead Mouse or something? Uh, Danger Mouse, Danger yeah. Mouse. Dead Mouse, Danger Mouse. They're all mice. <laughs> sure. So it all works out in the end. Helen brings L7's shit list. that beautiful picture of the kill list visual right. and also hollering you made my shit list it's just it's gonna make you feel really good uh it gets more and more amped and angry and that truly embodies that feeling of being so pissed about someone and then ruminating about yeah, how you're exactly. pissed and then you're like you're totally on my shit list and yeah this song this this is a very um i cuss a lot in this particular episode <laughs> i was gonna say this this uh this whole episode i think is gonna have some uh some curse words some dirty words and some wordy dirt a couple <laughs> spoiler alert uh yeah i i I actually remember liking L7, but this song rules especially hard. Uh, the guitar tones are super grimy, and the song starts heavy and just gets heavier and more pissed, and the vocal delivery has such attitude, and it escalates from like singing to screams as the song progresses. Uh, I also really love the call and response between the lead vocal and the background vocals. It's like just listing off as a series uh, the things that will get you on the shit list. You know, for all the ones that bum me out, shit list. For all the ones who fill my head with doubt, shit list. Mm-hmm. It's like it feels like they're just like listing them out and putting a check mark next to each one, and that uh, that idea amuses me for some reason. It, it just made me think of Steve Buscemi's like kill. Yeah, list. exactly. He's, like the whole time I was and like Billy mm-hmm. Madison. Yeah. Yep. I'm like, oh, okay. Shit list. Shit. But he, that, I guess he just marks him off because he's no longer on the shit list. He's called right. him. Yeah. Okay, Joshua Ting brings 
Shellax, Prayer to God. She can go quietly by disease or a blow to the base of her neck where her necklace is closed, where her garments come together, where I used to lay my face. That's where you ought to kill her in that particular place. Just fucking kill him I don't care if it hurts Yes I do I wanted to fucking kill him But first make him cry like a woman No particular woman Let him hold out, hold back Someone or other might come And fucking kill him Fucking kill him Kill him already, kill him Fucking kill him Fucking kill him Kill him already This one starts a little oddly uh, I didn't know where it was going And yeah, very perfectly dark song It's really, really dark It's really, really bitter Um, Like all the bad feels towards like another human being That you could possibly feel there and there And uh, uh, I need to know what exactly spurred this song it's probably being cheated on because these are some seriously strong feelings. At least the lady gets off a little easier. Right. Yeah, but since it's a murder song. Yeah, I mean, it, it essentially is. Like, definitely uh, pretty on the nose for bitter songs, maybe shockingly so for some of our listeners, but it encapsulates that wit's end, can't take it anymore bitterness of, like, betrayal in and after a relationship. Uh, the words are very caustic, but also portray the narrator as a bit dualistic and that he wants the other guy to be killed painfully and hopes he suffers, but he uses, like, very poetic language when he's talking about the woman. About uh, murdering yeah, her. Yeah, <laughs> e- even though he wants to wants her killed, he still romanticizes what they had and wants her death quick and relatively painless. Uh, and Steve Albini, the brainchild behind Shellac, definitely loves pushing the boundaries with his bands. Uh, and this is actually probably one of the milder examples. Really? Um, but what's so appealing, I think, is that he's highlighting a very primal human emotion that we do our best to push down and displace. Uh, and that... And, you know, nearly everyone experiences that feeling. And I think being able to portray that ugly emotion in such an honest and cathartic way kind of helps us to remember that, you know, the animalistic part of us is still very real and very present. But we can sublimate those urges into healthier outlets like Angry Noise Rock. Right. He's just saying the stuff some of us think sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what a lot of these songs are about is like confronting that part of us that it's better to to face it honestly and Mm -hmm. find a healthy outlet for it rather than dwelling on it and just being that angry person all the time. Just like beating it down into yourself. Right. Naomi, she brought Loretta Lynn's Fist City. But the man I love when he picks up trash He puts it in a garbage can And that's what you look and what I see is a pity You better close your face and stay out of my way If you don't want to go to this city If you don't want to go to this city You better detour around my town Cause I'll grab you by the hair of the head And I'll lift you off of the ground I'm not a saint, my baby's a saint Cause he ain't that he won't I'm 
Come on and tell me what you told my friends If you think you're brave enough And I'll show you what a real woman is Honestly, Florida, straight up calling oh, a lady trash. Just in, It's like talking about the trash can you look like. Yeah. Oh, it's a classic story of blaming the other person and not the cheating dude. Right. Yeah, because that's how us Southerners do. Uh, word got round and Loretta is coming after you. Lots of viciousness wrapped in a poppy fun little ditty. She always has such a lovely voice and it's fun for her to be like super threatening. Yeah. That's so beautiful. She's right. like, I'm going to get you by her her and yeah. like lift you off the ground. Yeah, definitely a, a classic and a longtime favorite for me. In fact, Best Coast does one of my favorite covers of this song. Uh, but Loretta's original is just so perfect. You know, from, from TV and movies, we often get a lot of that manly protection over women and men being jealous and threatening another dude's for eyeballing their gal. But uh, it seems like we don't see that portrayed from the feminine perspective very often. And, you know, uh, Loretta Lynn's ready to fight a bitch. Yeah. And I love her spirit for it, you know. Uh, it's like, if you don't want to go to Fifth City, you better detour around my town because I'll grab you by the hair. <laughs> grab you by the hair of your head and lift you up off of the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, the man I love, when he picks up trash, he puts it in a garbage can. Yeah, like, no. So good. Um, and yeah, I also read that this song was banned from the radio in the 60s, which from my place in 2019, I think is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm thinking about, because, you know, we think of like, what is the um, the exit that's Loretta Lynn's ranch? Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, it's exit 143. Yeah. And you can you can very easily bypass it if you've been eyeing Loretta Lynn's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You better. Yeah. Don't stop for hush puppies. Jeremiah brings pups. If this tour doesn't kill you, then I will. I'm counting down the miles till we leave the state. I'm counting down the minutes till I can't erase every memory of you. For a second, let's be honest. Nothing will clean your filthy conscience. in your sleeping bag. Uh, I've obviously never toured with the band. Are these guys still a band? Mm-hmm. Did everyone survive? Who left the chips in the sleeping bag? Yeah, some of those ans- some of those questions do have answers, <laughs> yes. but we'll never know about the chips in the sleeping bag. Uh, yeah, Pup is one of my, my favorite newer bands. I got to see them in Nashville a year or two ago supporting this album. One of the best live shows I've ever been to. Uh, they have some of the best snarky lyrics, and this song's such an excellent example. Singing about being on tour and getting tired of your bandmates. It's a very specific situation in the song, but I think the lyrics uh, are pretty universal in describing that feeling of just being irritated at just the thought of having to interact with a particular person. Uh, you know, I'm not trying to let you get in my head, but every line, every goddamn syllable <laughs> that you say makes me want to gouge out my eyes with a power drill. Uh, yeah, don't know about you. Definitely been there before. Wait, so. 
Yeah, because you've uh, you've actually been in touring bands. Right? Yeah, and for for the most part, we we've never been on tour long enough to just really hate each other. <laughs> but you know, the the more universal applications of those feelings most definitely yeah. uh, can happen. Did someone leave chips in your sleeping bag? Not l- recently. Okay. Sometime as a child. It was raisins, wasn't it? Right, raisins. Yeah. But um, yeah. <laughs> now this just makes me think of Green Room as well. Right. I don't. I'm not familiar. Oh, the movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Oh, it's so good. I have uh, to watch it now. It's about a touring emo band. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. definitely going to go watch it now. Um, it's emo hardcore band. Jody rounds out the ear buddies with Shannon and the Clams. Point of being right. Although I knew something was wrong, I'm forced to turn the other cheek. But that's no way to spend a week. so much shannon and the clams uh but yeah if you're if you're feeling this but don't really want to be right what really is the point of being the right like you know stuff's happening and you're like "Hmm, i could just point this out that i totally know what's up Mm -hmm. but then everything's just kind of gonna it's not gonna work out for me to point this out at all i could just sweep this under the rug keep that instinct bottled up and just ignore it for a little bit longer um this song feels like if amy winehouse had gotten to grow and be like a bit more lighthearted lighthearted about her feelings and like maybe less drugs more music because it feels like an amy winehouse like extension definitely has that spirit Mm mm-hmm um, yeah, I love bonding with the ear buddies over music that we mutually know and love, but I especially love when the ear buddies bring something that I haven't heard before. And Shannon and the Clams, brand new to me. Uh, I love that classic doo-woppy, poppy vibes of this and the, the orchestration of the musical elements with the oohs and ahs and the biased out guitar fuzz that almost sounds like a baritone sax. <laughs> kind of adds to that classic feel where normally a sax or some horns might be used, but they emulate it with something more contemporary and rocking. And, of course, lyrically, I really love the theme of this one. It's a more resolute and accepting sort of bitterness uh, where the narrator's like, I knew all along that something wasn't right. You know, my spidey sense was tingling, and turns out I was right to be suspicious, but how bad does it suck to be right about something like this, you know? Uh, It's a very clever song with an interesting perspective, like using a really fun and poppy execution to convey a not-so-fun emotional state. So this is definitely one of my favorites. It's really great. (laughs) Shannon and the Clams. Can you say that without smiling? I don't think I can. Yeah. Shannon and the Clams. So yep, good. there's the smile. Uh, if you want to tweet at us your bitter, horrible feelings about that lion bastard, mm-hmm. and all that sarcasm and stuff, you can tweet at us. Mitchell is... At Pow I Gotcha. I'm at Madam Woolite, and the show is at E-N-D Pod. You can join the Facebook group, Earbuds and Earworms podcast group, and see everybody's bitter little souls on yeah like seriously the one. whole the whole thread this week was fantastic i know we got a few new ear buddies in the last week too like five or six new people so really welcome in yeah 
Yay. <laughs> so definitely just enjoy like, oh, such a good thread this week. Also, <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it so much. It says so much about <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, the voicemail line is... 731-400-BUDS or 731-400-2837. You can email the show, endpod at gmail.com, and you can check out the show online, endpod.com, part of the 10710 Network. What bitter, dark corner of your soul are you going to bring for the final song? All right, so I'm going to leave us with... They might be giants. Who? Song called "When Will You Die." <laughs> Who are they? Yeah, it's it's been a while since I've shoehorned some "They Might Be Giants" into the show, and uh, since they're the masters of snark and sarcasm, I knew that I had to bring some of that uh, to close us out this week. Uh, like most "They Might Be Giants," the song is so bright and fun and cheeky, but behind the sunshiny sound, it's about hating someone so much that you can't wait for them to die, and how the day that they die should become a national holiday where school children stay at home and all the banks are closed and. <laughs> Everyone will celebrate that asshole finally being gone. <laughs> Such a snarky, biting song, but simultaneously just so damn joyful. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for listening this week and enjoy They Might Be Giants. When will you die? I'm so tired of your lies and the evil things you're doing behind my back are the crimes that you have never committed. I doubt it sometimes. I wonder when will you die? toaster back